Hello and welcome to another Tea Break History. I'm Gemma. And I'm Emily. Now I've got my tea and snacks at the ready. So who are you going to tell us about this time? So cue the Mission Impossible theme, because I'm about to tell you about Lady Winifred Maxwell, Countess of Nithsdale, who orchestrated her husband's escape from the Tower of London in 1716. We love a Mission Impossible style escape. So tell us about her then. Winifred was born sometime around 1680 to William Herbert, first Marquess of Powys, and Lady Elizabeth Somerset, an ancestor of the Duke of Norfolk. Her parents accompanied James the Seventh slash Second into exile, and in 1688, her mother became the governess for the young Prince of Wales. Winifred herself became lady in waiting at the Jacobite Royal Court, where she remained until 1699 when she married William Maxwell, the 5th Earl of Nithsdale, a member of a Scottish Catholic family. Once married, the couple moved back to William's family home, Terrigales Castle near Dumfries, where Winifred gave birth to two children, and until 1715, their life was relatively uneventful. So if their life was relatively uneventful, how did they end up with an escape from the Tower of London? Well, in December of 1715, William joined with the Jacobites in the Battle of Preston and was arrested alongside six compatriots. They were tried for treason, sentenced to death and imprisoned in the Tower of London. Winifred was at home when she heard the news and set off to London with her trusted maid, Cecilia Evans. The journey was undertaken entirely on horseback and took over a month as they were hindered by the cold and snow. By the time they arrived in London, sometime in January 1716, Winifred was so unwell from the journey that she was unable to do anything to assist her husband until February. Once she had recovered, Winifred petitioned King George I to spare her husband's life. However, when the plea for mercy was refused, she began to formulate a daring plan to break William out of prison. I mean, that sounds pretty much like a ride or die kind of, you know, relationship. I mean, the journey from London to Scotland, or rather the the journey from Scotland to London is a long one, even by today's standards. And I have driven it in a motor vehicle, let alone doing it on horseback. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to do that journey. But never mind the journey. I mean, the Tower of London is a well-known, impressive prison. So did she have a plan for how she was going to break her husband out? She did. Much like any plan we formulate, Winifred's plan had several steps. The first was to recruit the help of her maid, Cecilia, and the landlady of their lodgings on Drury Lane, Mrs Mills, and another lodger by the name of Miss Hilton. That done, the next step was to befriend and bribe the guards at the tower, as initially she was banned from visiting her husband. However, she was determined and through a means of, quote, charming, befriending and paying off the cards, the guards she was soon able to visit her husband's cell freely during daylight hours which would be crucial if her plan was to succeed the next step in her plan was the most risky the day before the escape was to take place Winifred would tell the guards that the petition for mercy had been granted by the king and that the prisoners including her husband were to be set free along with this she would give the guards money to quote drink to the king in the hopes that their celebration would keep them occupied over the next day. 
The next afternoon, whilst the guards were distracted with their drinks, she would once again visit her husband, only this time he would be leaving with her. If that step was risky, then the final step would require Winifred and her allies have nerves of steel. So how did they do it then? During her visit, Winifred was accompanied by Mrs Mills and Miss Hilton, both of whom had extra clothing hidden on them. Once safely in William's cell, the two ladies would give the extra clothing to William. Then they would be dismissed by Winifred, who in a loud voice ordered them to, quote, leave and bring me my woman, meaning Cecilia. Alone, Winifred quickly set about transforming her husband into Cecilia. She trimmed his beard, covered his face in white paint and tied full stringlets into his hair before dressing him in the clothing left by her helpers. After wrapping William in a riding cloak, she escorted him through the corridors and down the stairs, making sure to keep up a steady stream of chatter as a distraction. Once outside, William was placed in a waiting stagecoach and, along with the three accomplices, returned to the house on Drury Lane, where he was hidden in the attic. So what about Winifred? Why isn't she leaving with them? There was one more step in her plan that needed to be completed before she could flee. So Winifred had to return to William's cell and, well, I mean, let's let her tell us. Quote, I spoke to him as it were, and I answered as if he had, and imitated his voice as near I could and walked up and down the room. Once she was certain the guards would believe William was still in his cell, she left, telling the guards that her husband was at prayer and should not be disturbed. Leaving the tower, she returned to the house on Drury Lane and was reunited with her husband. Was he discovered? No. So he travelled to Dover from London and then to France, a journey he made he made alone as Winifred, who by this point was pregnant, made the long and dangerous journey back to Scotland to retrieve family papers and sell household items in an effort to raise money. When she was finally on her way to join her husband in France, she suffered a miscarriage and almost died. Husband and wife were finally reunited in September 1716. I mean, Winifred's risked her life on multiple occasions for this. You know, the ride from Scotland to the Tower of London, the breaking her husband out, the ride back from England to Scotland. So I'm guessing that, you know, this was a great, um, a great meeting. I mean, you'd think so, given all she'd done and all the risks she had taken and almost dying uh, whilst having a miscarriage. However, she relieved little in the way of sympathy from her husband, who also handed her a stack of unpaid bills. I love that for her. William died in 1744 and Winifred lived on in exile until her death in 1749. I mean, wow. I'm so glad that he was so thankful that his wife yeah. broke him out of prison. I would have taken his ass straight back to the Tower of London and been like, have him. Stick him back on a boat. Bye. <laughs> yes. I have to say, I am glad that she outlived him. Yes. I feel like she did that just out of spite. I mean, I too would do that out of spite. I also probably yeah. would have left him when the unpaid bills were handed to me. Yeah, thanks for risking your life multiple times. Thanks for 
you know, saving my life, here's some bills you need to pay. Yeah, I would just know. Like, surely the the world was less hassle if he'd just been executed and she remarried. The thing is, we wouldn't really know who Winifred was. Like, she would have just been a footnote in history mm. had she not broken him out of prison. Yeah. And when you think about it, she wasn't, you know, majorly titled. She would have been nothing but a footnote of this was the wife of so-and-so who was executed because of this rebellion. That's all she would have been. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that she kind of lived the adage of well-behaved women rarely making history. Yeah, definitely. I am very glad that she did make history, even if her husband was extremely ungrateful and probably, you know, useless. Yeah, he got himself into trouble and then even when she got him out of here, he was just like, no, thank you. Here's some debt. Here's some bills. <laughs> While you've been risking your life and almost dying, I've run up a few bills. Sort them for me. Yeah. Not great. Now, we here at Sargon's Sheep do not condone breaking people out of prison. But there's no denying that Winifred's plan was pretty excellent and that she and her co-conspirators, who were all female, I'd like to add, you know, not only created this plan, they, they, it went off without a hitch and they all, you know, survived. So sometimes breaking the rules, you know, it's worth it. Just not for ungrateful men. In next month's tea break podcast, we're going to be talking about our recent visit to Norwich Plantation Gardens. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.